Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Wondering Works for Us. I'm Shelly. And I'm Beth. And today, our episode is called, It's the Little Things. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and I came up with that title as we were putting together a podcast, trying to figure out what we were going to talk to you guys about. And, you know, you kind of just need an update about what life is like in Portugal. Yeah, and there are so many little stories that we talked about telling you and they aren't really connected except that they're all about living in Portugal but it wasn't like this big overarching topic so we're going to give you a bunch of short stories I guess short stories just remember you can't ramble <laughs> that'll be hard <laughs> exactly and those short stories aren't so short yes. anymore <laughs> What are we going to start with? Well, it depends. Do you want to tell a story? Sure. So let's talk about one of the really, really nice ones, which is the kindness of people here. I have been lost twice or had lost things twice. One was my wallet when we first moved here. We might have mentioned that in a previous podcast. Yes, but I don't think we told them the story about how wonderful... Ah. That turned out. And then just this last weekend, I lost my car. <laughs> How do you lose something so big? Well, you forget <laughs> where you park it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the wallet first. <laughs> okay. When we first moved here, we were in Caldish Durania, which is the larger town next to us where we often go to grocery shop and things like that. And... I, in the parking garage, evidently, I think I started to get out my wallet and then Shelly had the change to pay for our ticket or something. And at some point, I dropped my wallet and did not know it. Neither one of us did. We no. were kind of in a hurry, so. Yeah, and you know, I got distracted or something. So Not you, no way. <laughs> no. So <laughs> we, we got home and... I went to get my wallet for something, I think. We were sitting at the cafe, and we were, we may have been getting ready to pay for uh, our food or whatever. And, and mine was realized, gone. yeah, the wallet was gone. So by this time, it's after five o'clock during the day, and I called the garage. No, no, no. First, I called the store where we went before the garage, mm -hmm. or while we were in the garage and they answered the phone they were still there and they did not have it then I called the garage and nobody answered because it's five o'clock and they went home that's right they're done they were done and then let's see it was kind of getting into night at that point so my plan was okay I'll go back and look for it and ask the people at the garage about it first thing tomorrow morning. So I went to the garage first and with difficulty <laughs> talked to the very nice gentleman who works there and who does not speak one word of English. And he told me that it had been found. I, I believe he had found it or someone had given it to him and he turned it over to the police station, which is kind of the standard thing to do here. Come to find out. So he gives me directions, and Shelly's not standing there with me, to the police station. 
And it took us quite a while to find it because I didn't understand half of what he said to me. <laughs> but at any rate, the point of the story is... And for some reason on Google Maps, we could not find the police station. Know, so we weird. walked for hours. We did. Well, maybe not hours. It felt like hours. <laughs> it did. And, but the point of the story is, is that we did get to the police station. And I walk in, and the guy sitting behind the desk said, Ah, it's you. They had put one of my IDs that had my picture on it right in front of the wallet so they would see it. And he handed it right to me, and it was missing nothing. I had way too many credit cards and debit cards and things from different accounts in America and all of that in there, which I don't carry anymore. That, you know, made me think about it. I had cash in there. I had euros. It was all there. And how kind that someone found it, gave it to the parking attendant, and then he bothered because he probably had to walk down there yeah, to turn it into the police. So that was one lost thing. We were completely amazed also just because in America that thing would have been gone. Yeah. We would have been canceling credit cards and trying to get on the phone and yeah. it would have been a complete mess. And I went in, I had the, fortunately, I thought to just put a hold on my cards, all the cards, and not cancel them. So then when indeed they were all there, I just took the hold off of all of them and didn't have to replace anything. So it was a relief. And that was when we first got here. And that was, yeah, that was in the first couple months that we were here. Yeah. So we were shell-shocked by the kindness of strangers in that aspect. Yes. And then this last weekend, I lost my car. <laughs> it scared the crap out of me, too. Yeah, well, I will tell you that it it's a very long story, and I'm not going to tell you all of it. But the upshot of it was, is I parked in a parking garage that was fairly close to the Airbnb that I was staying in for two nights. I was meeting my friend Karina there. Hi, Karina. Hi, Karina. And I went from the parking garage to the restaurant where I was meeting her instead of from the parking garage to the Airbnb. I took pictures. I dropped a pen on my Google Maps. Thought I was good. Then two days later, I'm going from the Airbnb to the garage. The pen, I get to where the pen is. And all I can figure is, is that my car just must have been underneath my feet and I had dropped the pen when Down I was at my car instead of out the <laughs> instead entrance. of outside yeah. yeah lesson learned on that one so I walked and walked and walked and I could not find the parking garage I looked up the parking garage name and there were like six of them right there and there was all this construction and you know the story goes on and on anyway I ended up after a very long time and finally figuring out a way by locating a picture that I had taken right there and to how to get to the parking garage. It was a 17 or 18 minute walk. And at that point I was carrying all my stuff and I was exhausted. So I got into a bolt. And if you haven't been to Europe and used a bolt, it is uh, very much like Uber. We also have Uber, but we tend to like bolt better it's cheaper. It's it's a, it's less expensive and easier to get one too than yeah, it is an Uber. Yeah, it is. And some Bolt drivers are also Uber drivers. Very confusing. Anyway, 
So got in the car. It was a nice older gentleman who spoke great English, thank goodness. I had found a retail store that I knew was right by the parking garage entrance, put it into my Bolt app, and off we go. Except we're heading out of town. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, I don't think this is right. And after we had gotten 15 minutes and I, yeah, (laughs) and I said, I know this isn't right. He goes, okay, wait a minute. He pulls off and um, he looks and it turns out that store has two stores, one in downtown Porto where I was or had been (laughs) before the bolt took me out of there um, and one out in the next town, which is where we were heading, headed. I had chosen the wrong one. Now, I want to interject here and say that while all this is going on, I'm texting you to, you know, see if you'll pick up something on the way home. (laughs) And the text back said, I'm trying to find the car. And I have on my phone an app to find you. So I'm pulling it up to see where you are. And you're on a highway somewhere headed out of town. freaked me out quite a bit (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I have to admit before because he kept assuring me before he realized that he had that I had put in the wrong address he kept saying don't worry don't worry we'll be there shortly and I keep going but we're going too far and then my American instincts just kicked in to overdrive I'm in a car by myself with someone I don't know and they are speeding away from where I'm supposed to be going Mm -hmm. and I have no real way to like you know we're speeding down the highway I couldn't jump out of the car or you know and and so I was concerned for a few minutes there and then when he pulled off to look at the address and he explained to me I had picked the wrong one He was just such a nice Portuguese gentleman. And he said, yep, we're going back into Porto. And he showed me how to change it in the app so it would charge me the right thing and got me exactly to where I needed to be. He even, because I told him after I relaxed (laughs) that I was in Portuguese class. And he said, when you come back to town, you find me. And if we can have a conversation in Portuguese, I will buy you dinner. And if we can't, you buy my dinner. <laughs> he was, he that was, was so sweet. I know. He was really a nice man. And just another, you know, example of how kind people are and how they want to try to help you. Yeah. And you don't have to be, generally speaking, you do not have to be afraid here because it is so much safer. This is one of the safest countries in the world. But when you have grown up somewhere where you're always on guard, it's really Especially hard to as a change woman that traveling yeah. alone or any, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough to let go of that. So at any rate, he was very kind, and we see that all the time. They want people want to help. They want to say hello. They want to give you free food. Which, in one of our other podcasts, I told a story about the lemons and how the woman would just you know stop me up on the street on the way and said hey you want some lemons and I had to figure out what she was saying in Portuguese but (laughs) you know we got there eventually but even when we're sitting out at the cafe 
everybody that comes in, they, they greet you, they say hello, whether you know what they're saying in Portuguese or not. They're, we mostly you know, do the greetings. We're, yeah, we, we've got, we've got the better. greetings down. <laughs> but even now, they know that we don't speak fluent Portuguese and we're having a hard time. They find a way to communicate with us. They and do. And we, you know, communicate back. And it's just they, they want you to be part of their community. And they're just so nice. Everybody's so nice. And I'm not used to that. In the United States, not everybody's so nice. No. I mean, you certainly have things where you go where people are very kind. But it's just kind of an overarching thing well, here. I never expect people to be kind in America. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they are, it's like, yay, it was nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and don't get it, don't get us wrong. You know, I'm sure not every single person in Portugal is is nice. Yeah, if you pass them true. on the street, we certainly have experienced a lot of kindness here, a lot of warm welcome, and been in situations where, in another place, we might have it would. It would not have turned out as well as it did. We're very safe, and yes. that's very comforting. We were talking about these sort of, I don't know, subtle differences that we see here in things. I don't know if we call them subtle now that I'm thinking about it. For, uh, well, because at first they're in your face. Differences, you know, on how Portuguese people live in their daily lives, and then little things that are the same in our life in America or not? I don't know how to explain it, but let's go into, like, for example, when you're going to rent a house or you're going to buy a house and you're looking at all the things that come with the house, many of them aren't heated or have air conditioning. That is true for our apartment. And we our, have yeah. no heating or air conditioning. No, yeah, no central air or anything. Now, all the windows open, all the doors open, and so we get a breeze through here. But we were, I was worried about being warm, and I think you were worried about being cool, but we haven't <laughs> had that problem, really. We haven't. We have been here a year. In just, almost. Almost. Uh, in about three or four weeks, we've been here a year, and we have bought two small, just little desktop kind of fans, and we have two because one sits in the living room usually and one sits in our bedroom and we run those just to sort of move the air Circulate around. Circulate the air when yeah. it's not windy. And then we have bought one little desktop heater, which we have used, I think, solely in the bedroom and we'll turn it on when we first are going to bed just to kind of knock the chill off, you know, if it's chilly in there. But then we turn it off turn, because yeah. it gets too hot. And then we also have a dehumidifier, which is something you need in the winter in most places in Portugal because it is very wet. <laughs> and everything is wet. Everything is wet. <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> and so we um, uh, use the drying clothes function on that dehumidifier all the time to help dry our clothes. We have a rack that we put right by it inside during the winter when you can't dry your clothes outside because it's raining. And it really heats up our apartment. It does. Yeah, it really does. In fact, it gets too warm sometimes. Yeah. So something that I would have completely and 
utterly panicked over somewhere else. Well, I was a little panicked about it here. Not panicked. I was a little concerned about it here. You know, how that was going to work out. Because I don't think in my life I've ever lived without air conditioning. And, or heat for that matter. And it's been fine. We don't need it. No. And most places are heated here by fireplaces. They are wood-burning fires. Everybody that we know heats their house that way. Now, in the Algarve, they do have air conditioning in a lot of the apartments and houses because it gets pretty hot down there. It does. Yeah, when we rented an Airbnb down there, it had air conditioning. And I think that's become more common in recent years. I don't think they used to. with all the tourists that are coming in because even when we... (laughs) When we rented that place, and I think we we told you guys this, we had the air conditioning on, and we didn't like it. We oh. cu- we ended up cutting it off a lot of times and opening the windows. We weren't used to it anymore. Yeah, we we really liked that fresh air breeze, you know, and not the not the artificial. It feels really dry to use an air conditioner now, and. I, you know, there are places here where we live that do, do have air conditioning, but I think it's almost more because people expect it. And when they're building new, you know, they... Yeah, they'll put it in for they'll new. They'll put it in for new. But a lot of the restaurants we'll go to in the summertime, they don't have air conditioning. Oh, no. That place is going to be warm. Yeah. And a lot of people sit outside, so it's not exactly. that big of and, a deal. And stores are mostly not air-conditioned. They're not air-conditioned. The only places we've found that are reliably air-conditioned are museums. Yes, but I, they got to be climate yeah. control. For climate control for the <laughs> yeah. art. Yeah. That's the, that's the only place we have found that's just, you know, almost always is air-conditioned. Yep. And I assume heated in the winter as well. Yeah, well, the uh, tile museum had little space heaters in the corners everywhere we went. Oh, yeah. They don't they have did. central air running through there. Yeah, it was space heaters. Right. Because we'd go stand next to them when we were cold. <laughs> Warm up a little. Yeah. So another difference that we've noticed, and boy, this one kind of hit us hard, um, was American television. We don't watch a lot of Portuguese television unless we're at the cafe and it's down low. And a lot of times it's a daytime TV show and soccer games. Mm-hmm. That's usually yeah. what they're playing. It's sort there. of like their Good Morning America. Yeah. And then they have an afternoon show that, yeah. you know, talks about the hard hitting stories that, you know, that are out there. <laughs> but, but for most part, TV is very calm. And then when the commercials come on, they're advertising grocery stores and shopping in some cases and cars. Cars, yeah. So when we got here, we wanted to watch American football. And so we got a special box that would help us get some channels back in the United States. And so the one of the first football games we watched and we had it on, we were overwhelmed by the amount of loud commercials. Yeah. So loud. They don't get louder here. No, they do not. I mean, I think that's an American trait is to be so loud. And then there were prescription drugs. Couldn't think of the word. (laughs) (laughs) Prescription drug commercials and fast food commercials. Yes. So it's different what you get, you know, blasted with here in Portugal versus what you get in America. Now, granted, fast food is not a thing here, really. No. There is a Burger King. There's a McDonald's. 
and I believe we not yeah. not in our town. Not in our. We don't have any fast food <laughs> yeah. in our town. If it's, you want fast food, you go to the cafe, and it takes them about ten minutes to make you a toasty. Yeah, and that's the closest you're gonna get. That's right. <laughs> uh, and you don't take it to go; you eat it right there. Well, some people take it to go, but still. But we have only been through a drive-through, and actually, it was me picking up something for you. I had been in Caldish and was coming home, and um, I had what you call a resaca. <laughs> it's a new Portuguese word I learned. Yeah, go ahead. It means hangover. <laughs> oh, I was going to tell him to look it up. <laughs> but, but I went through the McDonald's drive-through and got her something, and that is the only time in almost a year that I have been through a drive-through. Yep. And you know, you you kind of forget you haven't done some. I mean, it's not in your face, so you don't think about it. And when I went through that drive-through, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't done this in so long. Yeah, it's. Our lives really are very different in a lot of ways, but you kind of get into the rhythm of it and the routine of your day, and sometimes you don't you think, don't about, think it. about it. Yeah, and when I think back on the street that we lived on in North Carolina, that main road, Renolda Road, how many fast food restaurants were right there in that one spot? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just easy to whip in there and get something to eat. And you know, it really is. It's it's really easy and we it was a little painful uh when we first got here and we were tired and and we, we didn't have any cooking utensils and you know <laughs> and and we we were like oh my god if we could just go through a drive through yeah. but we've also lost weight so you know there you go american tv thing is one of the one things we hadn't really thought about because we just hadn't you know we were doing other things but then we watched it and the commercials as Shelly said were so loud and there would be instead of two or maybe three commercials there'd be four or five yeah and at least three of them were drug companies Mm -hmm. and the other two were usually fast food at least one of them at least one and then maybe one other was a car you you know insurance commercials because they got to sell their app Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> there was a lot of, yeah, there were sponsors. So, the, you know, you know, mayhem commercial guy yeah. because we were watching sports at that point. That's right. But we've gotten to the point where we don't even try to watch that anymore. Yeah. Um, it's just. Well, and part of the problem is, is that with our box, you have to watch live. It's yes. there's, you can't record it. You can't watch it when it is actually physically not on. And so my beloved Tennessee football games were, if they were in the afternoon in Tennessee, then I could see it at night here. And if you wanted to watch them when they were at night in Tennessee, then they would be on at 12, 1, even 2 a.m. here. And I just, we ain't I mean, up for that. I mean, if, if it were a huge game, I might, but you know, generally speaking, we, yeah, no. we didn't. So we have not watched nearly as much as we thought we would. Yeah. All our TV is streaming now with Netflix and yeah, Amazon. We don't even watch live TV. And the only time we did in America was to watch sports. And so now, right. so now we, we've gotten into European football, which yes. is soccer, technically. Yes. <laughs> and so now, that's what we watch. And, of course, they go a whole half without, you know, stopping the clock. So there's no timeouts. There's no commercials right. until halftime. And so it's much easier to watch. And it goes much faster. And 
you're just not blasted with all that stuff. Yeah. And we are, as a side note, really enjoying. Yes, we are. European football. It's uh, kind of getting that groove. We are. We're understanding the rules better. I even watched rugby one day. I haven't. I mean, I've seen clips. I kind of sort of understand it. But yeah. Yeah. I don't really understand the rules, so. It's sort of like American football, but not. It, it was fun to watch. It really was. Meal times here are sort of sacred in a sense. People don't eat and run. Now, they'll drink coffee and run because they'll go into a cafe and order a coffee right there at the counter and drink it really fast and leave. Right. They don't take it to go. No. They no. Dr- but it's right an espresso. There, it's still, and you know, so they within kind of five minutes, they, they've yeah. drunk it and they've left. But if you're coming to a meal or going to sit, you know, it's lunchtime or dinner time. people go and they sit and they plan to be there one to two hours. Even work days, you find workmen at restaurants and they're sitting and they're, ha- they're having beer or wine with their lunches right. and they're going to be there for an hour, hour and a half, whatever, you know, it takes. And then they go back to work. Mm-hmm. But meals are sacred time to sit and enjoy each other and to talk to each other. It's not something you're trying to cram down your throat to go to the next thing. And I think that's really healthy and important. It is. And you can get some delivery here. We have Uber Eats. We have Glo- Glovo. Or Glo- like yeah, that. Glovo, Glovo, whatever it is. And it's people on bicycles or motorcycles, you know, with the thing on their back that's insulated. And so you can get that kind of thing in the bigger cities. Yeah, it's much easier to get delivery in Lisbon than it is here. We do have a little local delivery place that we have ordered from some, and they've brought it to us. They service about 10 restaurants down the street from us and we've done that a few times now we can say down the street but it's really 10 minutes into Paniche so by the time it gets to us it's not hot yeah (laughs) yeah so it's you know I mean we've we've tried it we don't do it very often it is much better to just go to the restaurant and eat yes it's just kind of the way things are here so that's what we usually stop to do. Even when we stop to eat lunch, we're going to stop and eat lunch. Mm-hmm. We're not going to eat and keep doing whatever we were doing in the middle of it. That being said, we eat a lot of our meals at home. We do. We cook uh, cook most nights. Yes. And we'll eat out maybe once a week, depending on if we have plans with other people. Mm-hmm. Or like Monday nights is Beth's night of dinner because I have a Portuguese class that night and my brain is fried by the time I get home (laughs) so she's in charge of dinner that night so lately we've been going out for that so the translation Beth in charge of dinner is we're either ordering or we're going to a restaurant or I have bought frozen pizzas or Or something something. (laughs) I do bake but I yeah cooking is not my thing but we you know, have a butcher and a de- vegetable delivery, and we cook almost, well, not every night, but at least four nights a week. Yeah. And then we eat the leftovers in between. Yeah, for lunch and stuff, So we too. eat at home, mostly. We do. The cafe culture we have written down here, and I think 
one of the things about the cafe culture that's so intriguing and uh, wonderful for us is that it's also the place to gather for to be social. Yes, it is a social event. Yes. And I think also that people take time to go for a coffee. Now, like I said, you know, before, a lot of times it's only five minutes, but they can take a break in the middle of their day to go get a coffee instead of having to schedule it, you know, next week. Because when we were in America, we were like, oh, we're going to have coffee. Well, when can you do it? Can you do it Tuesday afternoon? Can you do yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. And here, I know people are like, let's go get a coffee. It, right now? Yes, right now. Right now. <laughs> we're right, going right, right now. Minute. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in there this morning at the unholy hour of 730. Ooh. That is earlier than we are usually so out and about. Early. I had to go get the car serviced. And so I had to leave early. And I was hadn't been in there well maybe ever that early and I noticed it was pretty much the same as when we go later in the day or at night or afternoon for drinks or whatever it is everybody's coming in they're saying bon dia and it's just friendly and you say hello to everyone. You sort of announce it to the room, really. You know, yeah. You walk in and you go bon dia, bon dia and everybody the, says bon dia. Bon dia. It's yeah, like, it's, you know, norm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cheers. Exactly. You get that reference. So it's really mm-hmm. just a lovely thing to go somewhere where it, it well, where everyone knows your Where's name your <laughs> to keep going with the cheers <laughs> thing, and everyone does drink coffee. I mean, there are people you see asking for tea. Uh, hot tea but it is mostly coffee you can get coffee with milk you can get coffee with a non-dairy milk recently um that's pretty common here which is lovely Hmm. and you can get you know coffee without milk in espresso form or uh something and in the afternoon we drink beer and wine yeah and they have lovely pastries, and we just really enjoy our cafe culture. Now, the opposite of that, not the opposite, but because you go to the cafe for kind of everything, what we do miss and we enjoy going to when we travel somewhere where it's more common is a pub. A bar. with You, you sit yeah, at the bar. Where you sit at the bar or, you know, it's the atmospheric dark wood or, you know, whatever. Uh, we do enjoy finding those uh, when we travel. We have missed that a little bit, but not enough to No, not matter. enough to hurt us. Yeah, nope. not enough to matter. One of the things that we have found that's been rather different is we have an orange tree in the backyard. <laughs> we and do. We don't We've never lived in Florida or California, so we didn't know how citrus trees grew or what the deal is. And it has been lovely just watching the cycle of that. The You know, the blooms were coming out when we got here. It was finishing up its cycle of oranges. The oranges were really sweet. And then through the summer, we've watched the blooms turn into other oranges. And through the fall, they've been turning colors. And now we're back to the point where we're picking them off the tree and eating them again. And they're yummy. And they're so good. And they're <laughs> so many. They're, they're, they're so yummy. I'm trying to give them away. Uh, yeah. They they are just wonderful. We They start off as, of course, blooms. But then they were these tiny little 
round green hard things and then we just watched them grow and grow all of a sudden they looked kind of like limes and then they got bigger and bigger and then they were uh they've been turning orange but it's been a progression the whole time that we have been here i've enjoyed watching the cycle of things grow here and we live in a rural area so it's easy to see gardens and farmland where we are every day and so even when I go out on the walks and I take the dogs out and we see somebody's garden and how fast it's growing and what they're growing. And then there's a great big field out beyond one of the roads. And I walk out there sometimes to watch to see what they've planted. And like cabbage grows really fast here. It is it like does. a staple. You see cabbage fields everywhere, cabbages and leeks. Uh-huh. But it grows really fast. And so they'll do a round of cabbages. And then right now that field's full of hay, I think. So eventually they're going to cut it and then grow some more cabbages, I guess. Yes, <laughs> I yes. But it's fun just to watch that, just to see the different things that are planted. And we are in a different growing zone, too. So things grow much faster and there's no frost where we are. Right. Anyway, so. Like, for example, the last month or so, there have been calla lilies everywhere. Gorgeous, creamy white calla lilies. And you pay a lot of money for those if you buy them (laughs) where we were from in North Carolina. So it's really interesting to just see them, you know, growing on the side of the road in a ditch or something. And that's been really a pleasure Uh, to you know again just a really simple thing but really there's something very relaxing about observing how the cycles are going here yeah and also observing the growth of the towns around us and watching buildings go up and how quickly that is done it's you know we've had the time to do that because we're not working right more or less but it's you know when you're thick in working and trying to live your life and you got kids and you're doing all the running around and everything, you really miss the subtle things that make a big difference, you know, just watching something grow. Yeah, (laughs) you you really do. And it's been uh, lovely to be able to see that. One of the other really simple things, I guess, that I've really enjoyed now that we've been here almost a year is the sunshine. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> we Sunshine's have, my favorite. We have 300 days of sunshine, and I hope we never take it for granted because it is just such a gift to be in so much sunshine. Now, we do have a rainy season that essentially sometime in October to sometime... March or April. March, yeah. It, but it doesn't rain every day. Like right now, the sun is shining bright, but earlier this morning, it was raining. So It was a downpour. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, you, you kind of never know. And it really changes from town to town because there's lots of mountains here. There's lots of valleys. There's lots of things, uh, you know, by the ocean, not by the ocean that really affect weather. So, but it has been such a joy to have so much sunshine. Yes. Puts you in a way better mood. (laughs) Another simple thing that I think we've both really enjoyed and we've missed this winter and we can't wait to get back to it when it warms up a little more. Now, when we say warm, it's really in the 50s here every day. Yeah. So, you know. (laughs) Well, it's been in the 60s some days. It's uh, relative, you know, getting warmer, but it's going 
being so close to the beach without living in a beach town. And we can, in 10 minutes, be in four or five different beaches. And we love taking our chairs and just going down for a couple of hours and just sitting on the beach and getting a little sun and hearing the waves. And, you know, you don't have to make a whole day of it. You just, oh, let's let's just go let's pop down to the you know and again a really simple thing but we just really like going down and sitting and it's just very relaxing it is and i have missed that myself yeah i'll be glad when that's back which will be sometime in april uh it might be a little chilly on that beach in april but we'll give it a shot (laughs) yes i'm not about not trying i'll put on a suit and we'll go out there (laughs) we'll see how it is on my tan that's right we uh coming up we've got some research to do. We're gonna head down to Lisbon on Saturday and check out a transportation route and a section of town that we haven't spent a great deal of time in and look at that and uh we also have some stories about Alcabasa and maybe Tumar coming up. We'll see mm-hmm. how we're feeling. We have a visitor coming for <gasps> a couple of weeks. Coming! In March. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. And we can't wait for her to get here and uh, oh, do we're some going to Porto fun. and doing all kinds of things. Yeah, yes. we'll have to talk to you we more about list. Porto after we oh, yes. go again. There will be yeah. a podcast on Porto. Yeah, we'll do that. And I think that's it for I now, think though. We're done for yeah. today. Just that was the little things and that are really big things. The, they that make life more enjoyable. They do. So everybody, make sure you subscribe and share us and go and follow us on all the social media sites. It really helps us. And tell all your friends about us. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> Every single one. And please. then stop people on the street and be like, do you know about Wondering Works for Us? <laughs> That's right. Would you like to know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in Porto this last weekend, in fact, I made uh, some new friends at a port tasting event that I was going to, and she's now listening to Wandering Works for us. She's in Ireland, so, so we're branching out. We're branching out, people, so tell everybody about us, because we're awesome. <laughs> kind Maybe. <of. laughs> we hope so. We love ourselves. It's okay. Anyway, all right. Well, that's enough for today. So I guess we will talk to you next time. And since it's a beautiful sunny afternoon here, I will end with Boa Todd. Boa Todd.